0: What's up, everyone? My name is Russell, and what time is it? It is Hero Time, in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, Ant-Man 3's brand new trailer revealed, Tobin Bell reprises his role in the brand new Saw film, the gameplay of Silent Hill 2 Remake has no loading screens, and a former Witcher producer claimed the writers do not like the books and games. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of IGN, the first trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has finally been released, giving us our first glimpse at the MCU's villainous variant of Kang the Conqueror and much more besides. The new trailer shows off the setup for the movie with the Lang, Van Dyme, and Pym families pulled into the quantum realm after setting up a, quote, satellite for deep space but quantum. From there, we see a lot of trippy imagery from sci fi civilizations to the giant version of Ant Man being pulled apart as Scott Lang watches. But most importantly, we may be seeing two different versions of Kang one who appears who want to help Scott Lang and company, and the other, much more blue, version of the character seemingly being the movie's main threat. Kang was first introduced in Marvel's low-key series, which also ushered in the Marvel multiverse and set the stage for multiple variants of Kang to appear and threaten to become the comic's conqueror figure. Marvel boss Kevin Feige called Quantumania a direct line into Phase 5 and Kang Dynasty, referring to the first of two Avengers movies coming out in 2025. We didn't get to see the glimpse of MODOK that attendees of D23 got back in September, however. We'll probably get that in another trailer ahead of the movie's release on February 16th, next year. Up next, reports from IGN confirmed that original Jigsaw killer Tobin Bell will be back in the next Saw movie. Yeah, you heard that right, Jigsaw is back for real this time as Tobin Bell, as I said before, reprises the role of John Kramer in the next Saw movie. The upcoming Saw film is heading into production later this month and will eventually head to theatres on the 26th of October next year. The upcoming Saw movie was originally thought to be a sequel and was announced earlier this year with Saw 6 and Saw the Final Chapter director Kevin Grutet at the helm. But Bell's return poses more questions, namely... Will this be a prequel? Jigsaw was first introduced in the original Saw back in 2004 as the Jigsaw Killer, a serial killer who captures his victims and tests their will to survive by placing them in life-threatening games. The film was a huge hit and spawned a number of sequels and a recent spin-off. Unfortunately, little is known about the upcoming project. So, it's also unclear whether or not this will be a prequel or a spin off itself. Although a sequel is unlikely given Bell's appearance, Kramer was effectively killed off at the end of Saw 3. It could still be possible, especially if he appears in a flashback. Whether or not that's the case remains to be seen. What a thrill to be reuniting with Tobin, said Saw producers Mark Burke and Oren Kuz. His performance as John Kramer is part of the magic and that made this franchise a phenomenon and his character is an active part of this film. It's unclear whether or not the upcoming film will tie into Spiral. IGN's Spiral review gave it just 3 out of 10 and called it, quote, a sequel that hopes to court Saw fans and mainstream audiences alike. Spiral from the Book of Saw, is likely to alienate them both. It's a hollow imitation of the series, unable to meet its most basic visual and narrative expectations. It's also a bad film in general, which tries to tell a socially relevant story that it can't seem to handle. Given that Soar is now a billion dollar franchise, they might want to skip any ties with Spiral. As mentioned before, the newest entry in the Soar franchise will be released on the 26th of October next year. Up next, IGN reports that Konami's Silent Hill 2 remake from Bloober Team won't feature loading screens and instead has seamless gameplay when transitioning to new areas, coming out of cutscenes, and so on. Announced in a PlayStation blog post, Blooper Team's creative director and lead designer, Mateus Lennart, discussed how the Silent Hill 2 Remake's PlayStation 5 console exclusivity allowed for some additional features. One of these is the seamless gameplay made possible by the console's SSD storage system. One last great improvement I want to mention is the SSD storage technology, Lenart said. The super fast data streaming means players won't see any loading screens as they seamlessly explore the entirety of the Silent Hill town. He also explained how the PS5's 3D audio and DualSense controller allows for greater levels of immersion, allowing Bloomer team to make Silent Hill 2 even more harrowing and unforgettable experience for fans old and new. We're confident that we can do justice to this cult classic and breathe a new life into its gameplay. The end result will be a Silent Hill game that looks and sounds better than anything that has come before it. The Silent Hill 2 remake was announced last week during the Silent Hill Transmission Showcase with a 3 minute trailer that showed off the 21 year old game recreated in Unreal Engine 5. The original is considered one of the greatest horror games of all time and rumors of a remake have been circulating for a long time. Konami reignited talks when it renewed its Silent Hill trademark in March, though it's not official website. And leaked images seemingly appear online in May before being swiftly deleted. The final report of the day. Reports coming from, you guessed it, IGN states that Beau Demeo, a former producer and writer on The Witcher, has claimed that some writers on the Netflix series actively disliked Andrzej Sapkowski's books and CD Projekt Red's games. As reported by The Direct, DeMeo recently participated in a Q&A on his Instagram stories where he discussed his role as showrunner on the upcoming X-97 Men Disney Plus series. Speaking about how he assembled the production team for the project, he revealed that those involved had to be a fan of the material because that hasn't always been his experience. I've been on a show, namely The Witcher, where some of the writers were not or actively disliked the books and games, even actively mocking the source material, DeMail explained. It's a recipe for disaster and bad morale. Fandom, as a litmus test, checks egos and makes the long nights worth it. You have to respect the work before you're allowed to add it to this legacy. DeMail served as a co-producer on two episodes of The Witcher's first season and penned another story in the eight episode block before returning as a writer on the second episode of season two. He didn't mention any names and with several changes on the writing team each season, it's unclear who he is taking aim at and whether those people remain on board showrunner Lauren Schmidt-Hissrich originally underscored the importance of the books and the original short stories when crafting The Witcher for Netflix. We're all big fans of the books, she said. We're all big fans of the video games as well, but this is solely based on the books, and that's really where we drew inspiration from, starting with the short stories. The team behind The Witcher have also previously spoken about the future direction of the show's planned seven seasons and how the original novels will be the guiding light. Henry Cavill revealed his hopes for season 3 to be loyal to the books without too much in the way of diversions, especially when it comes to relationships between the core characters. The third season of the hit fantasy series will bring back Cavill's Geralt, Anya Shalotras, Yennefer and Freya Allen's Ciri along with several new key players. The Witcher Season 3 is coming Winter 2023 while Blood Origin is out this December with Mini Driver joining the cast in a role that will be pivotal in connecting the prequel series to the main Witcher series. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your absolute hearing pleasure. And don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Hero Time for all the pop culture news I post. And if you want to catch up on this week's episode of Hero Time, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcast. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the music and programs you love, keep it right here to Phoenix Radio Online on phoenixradio.com.au and on the TuneIn Radio app. Catch you then. Bye-bye.